I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. My creativity just went away. It just completely dissipated. And anytime that I sat down to create content, I had nothing to give. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 90. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We'd love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to survive burnout as a content creator, which is something both Jesse and I have dealt with in the past and I think presently as well. Uh, but before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? Maybe to drown out those that feeling of burnout. I, I know, know to get me going. I actually um, am drinking an espresso. Mm. Um, we got a espresso machine. It's like nothing fancy. Um, my I don't husband know, pretty fancy to me. Well, my husband gets like points, like reward points from work. You know, it's like if he does a good job, they give him points, and then you can oh. buy things like with the points. And usually, it's like a lot of small appliances. And I was like, I think I want an espresso machine. And it's like, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, top of the line by any means, right, but it's right. getting the job done. And yeah, so I'm just drinking an espresso this morning. So I'm not going to like walk into your kitchen someday and see one of those like huge no. espresso machines that you like see in an Italian cafe or something. No, it's legit. Like smaller than a cure, but I'm, <laughs> but it's probably very good, right? It is. It is. It's working. I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all exactly. that matters. As long as it's giving you that jolt of caffeine, you know, to keep you going. And yeah. we have a really great discussion that we're going to have right now with Nina Hendrick. So, uh, Jesse, you curl up with that espresso. I'm, I'm having my tea to keep us going. And let's, let's get into it. Nina is a self-proclaimed small town New England girl with a passion for all things home. Most days you can find her sneaking in as many pages as she can from a good book. But she also really loves helping people create a meaningful space that they can enjoy with those that they care about. When it comes to interior design and decor, her goal is to have not the perfect home, but a meaningful home to enjoy with family and friends. And through her blog, Nina Hendrick Home, she shares tips on how others can also achieve this with their own homes and lives. But with all business owners, we know there are ups and downs. And today she's going to talk to us about burnout and how she's dealt with that as a content creator. Nina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast interview ever, so I'm super excited. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's wow. awesome. Well, welcome. welcome. Proud Thank to be you. your first. Well, then <laughs> we, we start off with the same question every single time, and that is, what are you drinking today? So I am drinking a fall-themed apple cider mimosa with a mm. brown sugar and cinnamon rim. Oh my gosh. Sounds that so amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah. And I would totally expect that coming from you. We'll get into, we'll get in, you know, as you heard from Jesse's intro guys, you know, she's into d decor and in interiors, but she's also like the the fanciest little homemaker ever going Aww, on thank here. You so, much. <laughs> so well, we're excited to get, you know, get into it. So let's, let's, let's just do it. You know, Jesse gave us a, a little bit about what you do, but what about your journey and, and how you started Nina Hendrick home? I started Nina Hendrick home completely by accident. <laughs> so it, um, it all started in 2010 and I wanted to start a business when my second son was a baby, which is kind of crazy to look back on, but I kind of needed that 
that creative outlet. I think a lot of moms can relate to that, that a creative outlet for those times between um, feedings and diaper changes that I could feel a little bit more like myself. And so I kind of went back to what I had really enjoyed doing, which was planning our wedding. Um, And I started a wedding planning business and it really quickly transformed into birthday parties with two little ones and styling birthday parties. And then almost immediately kind of forging these connections with magazines and different blogs that um, it was a really exciting thing. Like I suddenly felt connected to all of these other creatives. And that was like the very birth of the creative community, I I think. And um, when we bought our second home in 2012, we lived really far. We lived really far from our family and friends at the time. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to start, you know, chronicling the renovations of this crazy house. There were things that happened like the first day, the chandelier crashed down and crystals went everywhere. And we're like, what are we getting into? So I started to tell those stories on my blog um, and it went viral, It especially when we painted our kitchen in 2014 that took off. And, you know, there was a Today Show interview. There were just these different crazy things that happened. And my blog that had been about party planning suddenly became a renovating and decorating blog. And it was the birth of my business. It was, that was pretty much it. What was your blog's name when you first started? It was called Enchanting Details when I started. Enchanting Details. And so did you immediately switch? This is not a question we asked or prepped you for, but did you change that name or did you start blogging your home under Enchanted Details? So I started the blog as an everyday enchanting, um, as like the everyday. So it was like a section of the Enchanting Details blog that was everyday enchanting. So the everyday life. So I like one post that I, like I'm embarrassed about now was that I cleaned our vent, like our uh, range vent. And it was like all greasy. And like, I mean, I made a blog post about cleaning that and like, and actually people liked it. They were like, wow, I'm going to go clean my vent. And I'm looking back on that. I'm like, what did, why did I do that? <laughs> But that was, I mean, that was on my party blog back then. <laughs> I don't think I've ever cleaned my vent and I've lived here for 10 years. So I'm thinking that's on the, that's got to, and on top of getting a new computer, um, that's on the top of the to-do list now. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's, well, that's so really, that's, that's a really interesting journey. Okay. So, you know, you've had this blog now since 20, you said 2012, 2010, 2010, 2010 20, yeah. Okay. And it's been quite the journey. So mm-hmm. for those of you listening, I actually know Nina. She's a she was a past client of mine. And so I've been to her homes, her both of her homes, because she recently moved um to a new location uh within the last year. And she is, I mean, her home is is amazing. But you know, I've seen, you know, the amount of work that goes into what she does. There is a lot that goes into making a blog successful, especially if you're trying to grow it and monetize it. But we're going to talk about the the side effect of that, which sometimes is burnout. So talk to us a little bit about where you are today, how the burnout came about, and how much time you took off, what went through your mind through that? How'd you get the guts to take off time that you really needed? Talk to us about that. Okay. Burnout. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Yes. So as you mentioned, Jesse, we moved over a little bit over a year ago now. Um, and looking back on that time period, I mean, you were kind of like, we kept seeing each other during different points of it. So it's kind of funny. Um, we decided, well, my husband surprised me and said, um, you know, look, we are, 
I, I bought this property in Dover, New Hampshire. And my family's from New Hampshire for a little bit of background. And I had always really struggled with homesickness. And in order to fill in the homesickness, I worked. My business was my cure for not being able to hang out with my friends during the week, not being able to like go out to lunch with my mom. Instead, I worked. I created content. I did these creative things. And it kind of filled in that longing that I had to to be with my people. And so I I worked really hard in 2020. Like I tried to overcome that overwhelm that we were all feeling from COVID with content creation. I went like, I I wouldn't even say I doubled down. I like tripled down in my business. I created two courses. I wrote an ebook. I laid the foundation for my book that I'm writing. I did all of these things and did not take a break while my kids were home doing remote learning. And I didn't like looking back on this, I have no idea what I was thinking. I was, I was just so overwhelmed, but also instead of like thinking to myself, like, this is a good time to find balance. This is a good time to like, maybe take a step back. I just dove further into it, which I think is probably a pretty relatable mistake that some people make during the content creation process. And so by the time my husband in the spring of 2021 was like, I bought this property in New Hampshire, I was like, really? Like where, there goes all of these plans we've laid. And he's like, well, we don't have to move right now necessarily. But I'm like, here I am choosing between staying in the house that we've been working on and that I've literally built my business around for the last nine years or being able to be closer to my family and friends. And I mean, it's probably pretty obvious which one I chose. And so all of these crazy things happened. I had, you know, I had YouTube content laid out for the next six months, but obviously if we were moving, that was all going to go, you know, away. I was going to have to completely revamp my content strategy and try to think up a new content strategy for this new house. Like I I was overwhelmed and I was like, you know, I don't think we can do this right now. I don't think that we can move right now. And so my husband was like, you know, let's just, let's just wait a year. Let's just spend the next year staying in the house in Massachusetts and finishing up projects. And you can chronicle that along the way. And we'll just, we'll just pause. So in the meantime, you know, I'm continuing, we're wrapping up these projects in our house and it's probably the biggest content push I've ever done. I think we did four room reveals in, you know, within a couple of months, it was, it was a lot. And in the meantime, our friend who was our realtor, Robert, he calls us and he's like, look, I have knowledge that this house is about to come on the market. And I think you should see it before it does. And somehow Robert found us this house that matched the floor plan that I had saved like on my dream home Pinterest board. So it's like this beautiful Cape on the seacoast in New Hampshire, um, matches my dream home. It's everything is white. Like my husband never let me paint in a room white in our old house, but this whole house is white. And so I'm like, he found us, he found us our dream home. And so suddenly we're like, okay, we're going to, we're probably going to move up this timeline realistically. Um, and so that was the beginning of the craziest time in my entire life. We decided to move, change our kids' schools, uh, you know, just completely upend our life all within a month, the month of June in 2021. 
Now, when you mentioned your husband bought a property, that was for his work, right? Yeah. So, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just so put that. So he bought this this property for work. That's why he said we can take our time in moving. But then the home, you're perfect. Yes. Dream yeah. Home. So, oh my goodness, that's so yeah. crazy. I probably That's should have funny. mentioned that <laughs> in Massachusetts was his family business is right near where we lived. And now um, he's commuting. So he's doing three days a week in Massachusetts and two days a week in Dover working, but he's going to be swapped pretty soon when the new facility is built. So he's kind of, he's on his own journey too, because his family has been attached to this business for, he's the third generation And so he's the first one who's like, well, you know what, I'm going to bring it to where I actually want to live. And we're going to have to make this work in a whole new way. So it's like a big, this, like we're we're on a journey. So both of you guys, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you both are kind of going through these, these changes, huge changes in your life And that's so nice that you are doing it together because you can kind of understand what each other's going through at the same time. Absolutely. But at the same time, you're both going through something. (laughs) So that is, yeah. That's so, quite a lot. Okay. So you moved. So you moved. And yeah. we had two two or three shoots up there. But then yes. we wrapped up our membership together. And then it's like, I feel like that's when you kind of went a little quiet. Yes. So I did create content through the end of 2021. Um, so I planned ahead a little bit. I had a few projects that I hadn't finished blogging about or like really see YouTube videos yet. So I had, I was able to trickle those out through the summer of 2021, but behind the scenes, things were like, you know, crazy. We lost Lucy, who was our golden retriever. Um, She was a huge part of my business. Like she was just, every time I was doing a photo shoot in our home, she popped in. And so like, it, it literally felt like our life, one life ended and a new one began when we moved here. Um, Unfortunately, her cancer got to the point where uh, we had to let her go two days before our move. So it was like that soon. Um, And so I was able to, you know, talk about that with my followers, which I felt like was something they were invested in because we had talked about, you know, her all along. And I was able to share the last couple projects as well as kind of a tour of this house and kind some of the plans that we may do, but luckily like nothing was urgent. Um, And then we did, we are two, holiday sessions, like the fall themed and the, um, the Christmas themed one. And we had welcomed Gracie, our new puppy during that time. So that was kind of the, the end of what I had pre-planned. And therefore, like when I was like, okay, this is it. I need to take a step back. That is so crazy. Okay. So you I don't a- blame you <laughs> that, that all of that going on. It's that is so much, so much going on. And so you made this decision in your head and what, like, what was going through your mind about that? Because there's a lot of, you know, even with like normal nine to fives, when you decide to quit a job, you're like, how am I going to tell my boss? And like, what am I going to do? And all the feelings that go through your mind and you are your own boss. So what was going through your mind? And did you have fears about alienating your audience or Mm -hmm. losing your audience? Or Mm -hmm. did you always plan to come back to it? Or was it totally up in the air? The first thing that was on my mind was how lucky I was to be in a position to be able to make this decision. I understand that that's, um, you know, that's a privilege in itself to be able to take a step back. And I'm very thankful for my husband for that, that fact. Um, Then other than that, I was in a deep state of mourning. So it wasn't at first, it was more of like, it came from a place of depression, quite honestly, 
Like, I just can't do this right now. I can't, can't, it almost like I was able to, to do all of the things that I needed to do as far as taking care of my kids. It didn't manifest in a way that it can sometimes when you, you know, don't want to get out of bed. And for me, it manifested as like my creativity just went away. It just completely dissipated. And anytime that I sat down to create content, I had nothing to give and I wasn't happy with what was coming out. And so I, I was terrified, um, to not keep going. So I was pushing through, but I could tell that pushing through was not my best work. And I was already starting to alienate my audience because of that. And so at that point, I, I knew I needed to take a step back and decide what came next, whether that was not continuing at all. That was definitely on the table. Maybe with this new house, that was a sign that it was time to find something new. Um, or just at least to take a good step back, especially from Instagram, which can, we can talk about that later on, but that can be like a huge source of burnout because the rules are always changing and creating content that is in video format isn't exactly what I signed up for at the beginning. So that, that took a lot out of me. And I knew that I just had to, even if I did lose people, take a break. So, okay. So yeah, talk to us about that, that, you know, uh, losing followers and what went through your mind on that as a, as a content creator, like Kate, I think that's something you can Well, that's something that I, I am always scared about because, you know, as you said, we can get into Instagram, but it's like, you know, they, they talk about when something goes viral and granted, you know, yours was a while back. So you've kind of had this established audience, but once something goes viral, like you have to keep up that momentum, you have to keep posting Mm -hmm. when you get an audience, you know, they're going to expect to see you. And if these, if they stop seeing you, you kind of fall into the back of their mind. And as they're going through their, you know, everybody goes every once in a while, although I don't do it as often as you should, like they're who they're following. And they're like, oh, I haven't heard from this person in a while. And they might look and see if you've posted. And then they're like, oh, hasn't posted in a while. You know what? They're probably not doing it anymore. Unfollow like that. And that, I mean, as somebody who has anxiety, like I'm so scared of that unfollow button that people are going to like, it's almost like this fear of, of if I don't post, I'm going to lose people. But it seemed like you figured out that if you post the wrong things, you're going to lose the people that matter the most, the real followers, the people who were following you kind of from the beginning and had found kind of a kindred spirit in you. Yeah, that's exactly right. I guess the way that I looked at it at that point is if someone leaves, they're not my person anyway. And if they are my person, they'll probably find me again. I love that idea because I think that's that's something that I've been kind of going through with my own stuff because I have been posting so often and sometimes it gets to the point where I'm just like enough is is enough. I'm not going through that same burnout that you were talking about, but a lot of what you're saying really resonates with me and I know that it resonates um with you know Jesse with what she's been doing a lot. Um now that you've kind of so so you took this long break, how long did you take the break for? I would say that it was probably six months of a pure break. Um, So no posting on Instagram, no posting on your blog, like just kind of. I had VAs that were continuing to post on Instagram for quite a while. So that was helpful. And that was like, they were really valuable Mm -hmm. to my, you know, to my ability to step back at that point. 
which was hard for me because I like to have a certain amount of control over the images on Instagram and a certain amount of control, especially my grid. I'm very particular. We all are. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I did take a, like a real step back and I was like, let's see how this, you know, how this plays out for a little while. And ultimately I found that investing in Instagram alone was not conducive to my overall business to be able to keep it. Luckily I'm in a position where I have passive income running. Like I have my courses that continue to sell. I have my blog that continues to generate ad revenue and affiliate revenue. So in the meantime, those things are still paying, um, but not enough to be paying VAs to keep an Instagram going. So I was like, you know what? Reels are what they want anyway. Let's stop posting pictures. Let's stop posting captions. Unfortunately, like let's just take a true step back and see what happens. And so that was about, I would say six months of a true step back. And during that break, what did you, you know, obviously you weren't checking it on a day, you know, I wake up and one of the, you know, although I've, again, I've gotten better, but it used to be one of the first things I would do is get on Instagram and see what happened like overnight. Did I lose followers, gain followers? Did people like my thing? Did a real go, you know, take off or anything like that? Do you know what ended up happening to your account during that time? Did you lose those followers? Did you lose engagement? Did you, you know, and then the second part of the question is, did it really matter? I did lose followers. I lost over a thousand followers, which I know can be, you know, that's, that's scary. That's a scary number. Um, but I also gained new followers who interacted with my old content, which I found really interesting. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how people continue to find it, but it seemed like there was still a pretty steady stream of engagement. Obviously the numbers took like a massive dive. Like it's scary to see that red you know, negative 1000% or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Instagram definitely doesn't know how to, how to play with, you know, has to, they know how to play with our anxiety when they put that <laughs> red number up there. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I did see that. And like, that was like, my stomach did drop the first couple of times that I went in to look at my stats and I'm like, you know what, this is a decision that you're making and you need to stop looking at these, these numbers. Because on the other hand, when the, when I got to that point, I would be like, should I just post something? What will happen if I just post something? And then I would find, I would feel also this almost resistant to doing that. Like it was like my, my body was almost telling me like, you need to not do this right now. Like they got to a point when I would see a comment from someone and this is when I get all the time and they just say paint color question mark. Like they don't say, could you please give me the paint color? They don't. They don't click on the link to your blog. They don't make any, they just say paint color question mark. And I would resent that comment. And I'm like, this isn't helping. Like, they don't mean anything by it. This isn't like, it's not a nice thought on my part, but at the same time, I'm just like, it's all give, give, give. And I'm not, you're like, I already did the work, you know, all you have to, I know because I'll have like a, an affiliate link, like already in the caption and they'll be like, where'd you get your shirt or something? I'm like, all you have to do is go to that link and find out, like, I already did the work. Why do I have to go? Yes. I understand. I understand. So did you take, when you, while you were doing this, you know, did you take time to reflect on where your business was going? if you were going to start back up, you know, or did you just kind of like go off and do something different for a while? So I did a few things that I think were really important during that time. And one is I went to therapy, which I think is key. Um, I also started painting oil painting, which was kind of a creative creativity 
exercise for me. Like my grandfather's um, an artist, a fine artist, and he does landscapes and I've always wanted to learn. And he's not a teacher. He's more of just a doer. And so I've watched him over the years and I'm like, I'm just going to start something I've always wanted to do. I want to share this with my grandfather, you know, so I started and I had started a little bit during the pandemic too, almost as a therapeutic exercise, but I kind of leaned into it. And during the time that I took a break and I went, it also opened up time in my life to do these things like go to the ocean, which I, we moved to the seacoast to be closer to the ocean and I hadn't been And so I took days and I just did not look at Instagram. I didn't read my email. I didn't check in with my blog. I didn't log into my blog for almost like weeks. And I just took a day and went to the ocean and, you know, watched the waves. And these were things that had been missing in my day to day where I just dropped my kids off at school, get in the car, come home, work, go back and pick them up. (laughs) You know, just like that was my routine. And instead, I tried to take the time to think about what I actually wanted my new life to look like and and design that new life. And during that time, I would try to think about my business. And it's almost like I was in a state of mourning about my house and Lucy. And I had to go through the process of grief before I could get back to my business and going back in and doing like the the maintenance things that you have to do with content, like update SEO for old posts about my house. Like it was painful for a while, which seems crazy, but I, I was actually mourning the work and energy and what it represented in my life to have created the content about the house. What was it like when you finally made that return? Did you feel like you were ready to get back to it? Or did you feel like, you know what, I've had enough of a break? You know, sometimes I feel like people finally get to a point where they feel refreshed and like ready to get back to whatever they had taken that break from. And then sometimes I feel like they're just like, you know what, it's been enough time. I just need to do it and and get back on that horse. What, What was it for you? For me, it was writing the chapter in my book about deciding to move and selling the house. And so my book is about the process of renovating the house. And when I wrote the majority of the book, we were not ever planning to leave the house. So I wrote it from the perspective of all these decisions that we made for it to be our forever home. And then, so this whole thing, like, not only was this a plot twist in my life, this was a plot twist in my book, spoiler alert, but (laughs) um, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So it writing that chapter for whatever reason, I came back to the book, which I had shelved for the duration of this mourning process, came back to the book, wrote the chapter about Lucy, which was extremely hard because there were pictures of her and anecdotes about her all throughout. So I wrote the chapter about Lucy. I wrote the chapter about leaving the house. And then it was, that was like it. That was the therapy that I, you know, I I feel like I completed that section of it. And I was able to then go back into my blog. I was able to think about creating new content. I was able to picture what the rest of my business is going to look like from here on out. And I do believe now that I'm going to be able to publish my book, which is something that I finish and publish it, which is something during that time that I was taking a break, I wasn't sure I was ever going to be able to do. And how did it, how did your followers react to you coming back? Was there, did 
you know, sometimes I feel like people say they're back on Instagram and I'm like, oops, I didn't even realize you left. <laughs> uh, and then there's other people where I'm like, oh my gosh, they haven't posted in forever. And finally they post something like what, what did, what was the reception that you received? So I didn't come back in a way that I was like, I'm back because I don't like when people do that for that reason that you said, because I was like, you were gone. Yeah, I didn't I, want to be that person. <laughs> so I, I always just, feel so bad when I do that. I'm like, oh. yeah. So I came back. <laughs> I just, just did it. I just posted. Um, I posted some like little updates about what I'd been doing, which I did a lot of gardening. That was something else I've spent a lot of time doing, especially, you know, since it's been warmer. Um, and I just talked about kind of what I would did when I was away and not in a way like I'm back now, but in like a, here's what I've been up to. And I did get several messages that were like, I'm so glad to see you. I've missed you. And then I also got some like unfollows. So I'm like, so people clearly were like, why was I following her in the first place? And that's okay. Like, I feel like it's going to even itself out. I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned about gaining and losing followers was with with my email list. When there's an actual financial repercussion to having dead weight on your list, that it's actually not a bad thing to lose that dead weight with an email list because you know, you're going to save money if you lose people who are not engaged, but with, and I'm kind of starting to think about Instagram in those terms, like my engagement is going to go up if the people leave that aren't going to engage with me anyway. So it's kind of becoming a healthier thought process about those stats where it can actually be a good thing to have a smaller, but more engaged audience. I think, I think we're seeing a lot of that online as people are kind of realizing it's the quality, not the quantity, no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess what are some of the things, um, you are doing differently this time. I guess this is maybe a, you know, so I can maybe avoid the burnout in the future or lessen it or not, not end up in the same space. Uh, So what, yeah, what are you doing that's different? That's an awesome question. (laughs) The, I've decided that balance is something that I need to figure out. And I know everyone's always chasing balance, but I definitely need to try to find more of a balance. I cannot double down or triple down into my work and expect that I'm not going to get tired. So instead, I'm going to try to create time blocks where I'm working, and then I'm not going to work all day. I'm actually going to set those boundaries with myself. Like I work best in the morning. I'm just going to decide that I'm going to get up a little early, work a little bit before my kids are up, bring my kids to school, go to the gym, work a little bit when I get home, and then stop at lunchtime. And that is the end of my day. That is not. That you know, sounds I'm gonna like try- an awesome day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that sounds idealistic, but that rather than saying, I'm going to push through until I have to leave to pick them up, you know, and then the last two and a half hours are absolute junk work. Anyway, I end up inadvertently scrolling social media and not actually working. So rather than doing that and then feeling guilty when I'm not productive, just ending my day there and then using that chunk of time to do something fulfilling something, even if it's, you know, just meal prepping for my family and then not letting that fall by the wayside, just kind of using my time more wisely rather than having this mentality that I'm going to hustle through it. Like that is so toxic. It's, I feel like the amount of time that you double down or triple down in working and creating content, you're going to have to take that much time off later on and you're going to have to make it up somewhere. Hustle culture is something that I feel like it came out or I don't know, it's like, like 10 years ago where it was like hustle, hustle, hustle. Yes. And I think we are all <laughs> finally figuring out that, you know, yeah, that's great and all, but that's not healthy. It's I not had, a flex. No, not a flex. No, no. <laughs> you know, I had a question for you that obviously we hadn't 
thought to ask, um, you know, you mentioned the fact that you had the opportunity to kind of do this step away between passive income on your blog and your um, courses, but as well as having that, that second um, income coming in from your mm-hmm. husband. If, if you didn't have that, what would you, what would you think you would have done? Would I you think have about like, yeah, like I, like I've all, cause I, I have a similar situation where like, if I stepped away, like I could rely on somebody else to like take, you know, fill in the gaps, but there are a lot of people out there that, that maybe don't have that opportunity. Would you have kept soldiering on, or do you think you maybe would have like gone out and looked for another job? I actually did go out and look for another job. I oh, thought wow. about it. Yeah. I thought about going to work for an interior design firm or, um, I actually put my resume together. I did all of those things and then ultimately decided and came back to, I've built this thing and I do feel proud of it at the end of the day. And I do love it in some ways. It's a, it's a relationship like any other, it's complicated. And I didn't want to let go of all of that at the end, but I do often think about what would have happened if I hadn't been able to rely on my husband to support us. And I almost think that would act as a motivator to not, you know, I mean, I feel like being able to let my creative creativity come back. It was almost a luxury. It was almost an indulgence, um, which is why I, I said I was grateful to be able to have the oh, room yeah. to do that. I think that I would have had to push through in some way. I think it, it might've been the incentive that I needed to come out of it quicker, honestly. <laughs> It's just, we've, we've had a lot of people on the show. We, 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 I mean, it feels like Jesse, don't you agree? We've had like half and half, like half of the people that we have on the show have just really had to make it work because they don't have that extra income. And then half the people like they, they, they have that opportunity. Somebody else is making, you know, getting the health insurance and, you know, Mm -hmm. there's something else. And there's, that's definitely a factor that I feel like plays into a lot of things. Um, That being said, is there something you, so is there something you would say to somebody who came to you and was like, I am just feeling so burnt out right now. I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. Like, I don't have any ideas. Like, what would you tell someone who would who, who's going through something? I mean, obviously you were going through a lot, <laughs> but you know, going through kind of that same feeling of being burnt out and, and not creatively inspired anymore. What would you say? So my advice is if you're able to go away for a day or two and sit out in nature somewhere, somewhere that brings you peace, whether that's the ocean or the mountains or river and journal, if, if that's something you like to do, or even drawing or just something that is creative, but separate from what you do on a day-to-day basis, it will give you the ability to separate yourself for a little bit. Don't bring your phone and think about what you actually want your life to look like on a day-to-day basis. And think about what brings you happiness. And you can even think about what doesn't bring you happiness about it, but you do ultimately have the ability to change it and figure out what your boundaries are. And then when you go back, you might just feel refreshed. Maybe even just a little breakaway will be enough. I love that. I know that sometimes when I go on vacation or like, I'm just don't have cell phone service or wherever. And I just like check out, I feel more connected with those that are around me and that I'm spending Mm -hmm. time with and just like it's, it helps even just that, oh, yeah. you know, weekend day, the Saturday and Sunday or whatever it is. So yeah. I love that. Jesse's really good at setting boundaries. Uh, sometimes. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Well, we, we all, we all, we all fail on some of our, our, our 
things that we set for ourselves. But I think you're really good at setting boundaries, Jesse. So I'm <laughs> trying to take a little t- page out of your book with that. <laughs> well, this has just been a great conversation, you know, as, as a co- content creation show, this isn't something we've really discussed. And and mm-hmm. when it comes to what happens when you've just burnt out on content creating, which can be so easy because there's so many oh, different yeah. aspects of it. You know, as you said, there's your, you know, your blog, your Instagram, there's uh, so many people are doing other social media websites and they are expecting a lot from us. So thank you so much. Now, where can, now that you're back to it, yeah, <laughs> uh, where can people find you and learn more about what, what you do? Um, well, after all that, the best place to follow me is on Instagram and it's at Nina Hendrick home. And then I also am starting my newsletter with a vlog in it every week. So you can sign up for that at Nina That's awesome. You are, you are feeling refreshed then to get yes. that into that. <laughs> that's, that's so nice to hear. So everyone, maybe you just need to follow Nina's advice and take a little time to, to step away and, and just feel refreshed on everything. Well, Nina, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank Thank you, you, Nina. It was so great seeing you. Yes. Thank you. It was interesting to chat with Nina because we have been meaning to get her on the podcast Mm. for over a year, I believe. You had emailed her. Almost two years. And, you know, as we discovered through this conversation, and even I knew she was very, very busy as she was a client of mine, but very revealing on really what was going on behind the scenes and sort of how it all came to a head um, with with that moment in time of her deciding to take a step away. So yeah, I think it was great to have the conversation. I think it's timely. I think a lot of creators and business owners are feeling feeling the same, you know, yeah, feeling very, um, you know, wanting to make changes or scale back and it seems like everybody dove right into things in COVID and now it's like, whoa, too much, too much. Well, you know, what I loved about what she had to say is, I mean, obviously she did have a lot going in her her life with um, the death of her dog, who I got to meet when I went on that shoot with you. And it was the sweetest, sweetest little guy. Um, And of course the move, but when you think about this kind of stuff, and I'm not, I'm not belittling what she was talking about at all. When you're, when you're thinking about all this stuff, these are natural courses of life. You know, moving is something that we all have done in the past, and you know, we'll probably be doing again in the future at some point. You know, unfortunately, you know, the death of a loved one or of a pet, um, it's all stuff that we we deal with. And I think sometimes that people just, if you need to take a step back, it's because something super wrong or something super um, odd, sad, odd has happened in a life. And I think it's important for us to realize that sometimes it's just the net net, like the natural course of life, things happening, a lot happening at the same time that, you know, it's important for us to just realize that it doesn't have to be something super dramatic or, or um, traumatic for us to finally feel like, we're just, we just can't handle it all. We have to take a step back and do it. Um, so normalizing the fact that some normal causes courses of life can, can just cause that, that burnout. Um, so I really applaud, uh, Nina for, for talking about that because, you know, she, she just had so much going on. I Mm -hmm. hope that, I hope things have calmed down for her because my goodness, and she's got the three kids too, on top of it, which Mm -hmm. we really didn't even get into, you know, um, there's, so, you know, that's a whole other level right there. So, um, 
she really, she really has an amazing blog, an amazing brand going on. And I'm really, I am happy to see that she's back to it, but I'm also happy that she took that time. Yeah. Yep. So, well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Creation Community. Leave us a comment what you want us to talk about. And you can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram for fashion, travel, and motherhood stuff, all of that on mm-hmm. at Fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. <laughs>